This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, we, yeah. we got some immediate Seahawks news, which is the uh, left cornerback or outside cornerback, Sidney Jones, was released. Uh, they sounded like they tried to trade him. There was all these like leaks through the media, like oh, Sidney Jones may be available for trade. And as Trey Brown's release comes up, uh, re- not release, return comes up. There's that kind of thing weighing over it, where it's like, well, how's he going to get a roster spot? And who does he replace? Is it Artie Burns? Is it Sidney Jones? But it still feels harsh tie on Sidney Jones, given that he kind of solidified the left side after Trey Brown got injured through the back half of the 2021 season when Seattle's back-end coverage unit played really good football. Yeah, I, I wonder what happened here. That that uh, I mean, I guess part of the answer, at least, is Mike Jackson's played really well, especially as of late, and Sydney just lost that battle. Uh, but to get to a point where he ended up being a healthy scratch a couple of times and now ends up getting released... Um, it's interesting to, to, to think about, you know, maybe what's gone on in practice, what happened during camp. Obviously he was hurt, but you know, what kind of all came together here that led, led, uh, the Seahawks to this conclusion where they're ending up, they just basically have given up on Sidney Jones and have waved him and are now allowing him to go seek an opportunity to start elsewhere. And maybe part of that is just respect for the player. And, uh, you know, saying just, hey, you know, you're you're probably not going to or the path to you starting here is not very clear. So we're going to allow you to go out and well, first, we're going to try and trade you somewhere that you can get an opportunity to play. But if not, we'll release you. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to assume that the, uh, the the reason that they weren't able to hammer out a deal is just they didn't really have much leverage. Right. At, at the end of it, that they, um, you know, it leaked what two or three weeks ago that he was on the trade block and it seems like at least by the way that it was being reported that they were kind of openly shopping him and Mm -hmm. i wonder if teams just kind of saw the writing on the wall with that and um and just waited it out until he got released i I was kind of surprised though that maybe like a team like the the Bengals didn't bite and just threw them like a 
sixth or a conditional seventh or whatever their way for yeah, him, especially with all the yeah, especially with all the uh, the injuries that they've had with uh, Cheetah Bay Awuzie getting hurt most recently. Like, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I you know I wish the best for Sydney. I uh, hope that he gets an opportunity to play um, and gets in a situation where he can uh, get back on track here uh, because uh, you know we saw some good stuff out of him towards the end of last year, and so there, there's a, a, at least a decent cornerback there. Yeah. So what goes into that good stuff? Well. They were playing quite a bit of middle field close coverage. Uh, sorry, middle field open coverage. So essentially, he'd always have a safety helping over the top or to his in over the top if it was cover two or inside, but over the top if it was cover four, right? And, you know, that is still difficult, but it is less difficult if you can be that simplistic then you cover threes, you cover ones where you're more on an island out there and you only have help in the deep post when it comes to deep coverage, the deep middle third. Uh, so there's that going on. Then there's also the fact that this year they've transitioned to more kind of uh, man-like cover three where it's like Saban's rip Liz. So it's asking a bit more of the cornerback. And rather than Seattle's old cover three, like this cornerback's basically playing more man-like on pretty much every snap. Whereas there's a bit more zone baked into Seattle in previous years. There's also, I think, but but more than that, you know, he, he was earning he was earning 1.6% of Seattle's cap this year, whereas RT Burns is earning 0.9%. Burns obviously is more familiar with the system. Jones, you know, he looked he looked got up to speed a bit, but he did have some issues uh, learning. The system last year he was a bit slow uh, slow getting up the speed as griffin uh has pointed out in the past and then you know there's the, the cap number and then if you're viewing him as the, the fourth string cornerback right well then contribute on special teams but he doesn't really contribute on special teams maybe that was to try and keep him healthy to to go out and uh you know, get get a deal somewhere else, get traded somewhere else. But he just didn't. Whereas, like, Xavier Coleman comes in off the practice squad. He's flying downfield. He's almost hitting 23 miles per hour on um, kickoff mm-hmm. coverage, uh, according to next-gen stats. So there's that play as well. And then you think about Trey Brown coming back, Ty. Trey Brown can contribute on special teams. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, so I also kind of wonder if, because Sydney was concussed, right? He was concussed at one he point. He did have a concussion, and it, it was a. Uh, he's had a history of con- well, he's had p- previous concussions that have been you know reported, and he's missed time with. And this concussion, it took him. They were they were very careful with it, which good, but also it took him a while, I think, to get back up to speed, uh, just to recover from the concussion, right? Yeah, and so I, I kind of wonder if that also played into a part or played into the decision to not have him play special teams because maybe you don't want to throw a guy out there that's coming off of a concussion or want to try to avoid that uh, if possible just because of the violence of playing special teams. But 
um yeah you know so at the end of the day i i i just you know i hope hope for the best for him uh hope that he's able to uh find a decent landing spot here to uh kind of recuperate some value before he hits the open market again um in march because like you know he's he's kind of finding himself in a weird spot right now where he did put some good stuff on tape last year but hasn't really played this year he's been dealing with some injuries and if he doesn't really get much of a chance to play he's going to be one of those guys that ends up like not signing until you know late in the process and not really signing for anything that is going to guarantee him anything so um but it's kind of crazy because at the start of this year he signed like a it was like a, a, a one year over 3.5 million dollar deal and you're like okay that's yeah. the kind of prove it contract like he'll come in he'll be the starter at left corner he'll he'll build upon his impressive back half of the 2021 season and he'll earn a slightly longer term payday at 26 years old, you know, he'll earn like that, that big payday that he's looking for here or perhaps more likely elsewhere. And instead, you know, Mike Jackson's come in and we, I mean, again, he, he flashed in the preseason. He had some impressive uh, hits and tackles. He was also very kind of twitchy planting and driving mm-hmm. on a former fifth round pick of the Dallas Cowboys in uh, 2019. And the 25-year-old, turns 26 in January, has locked down the left side for Seattle and built uh, game upon game and proved, right? And and now he's up to speed and he looks great and he's seized that opportunity. And now he looks like the the dude who, you know, are we going to be thinking Mike Jackson's the starter next year at left corner and then they get another guy? Like, uh, right. It seems that they're pretty happy unless it's like a crazy amount of uh, ball production interception totals uh it seems like they're kind of happy to let guys walk but jackson for comparison he's his cap number is eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, 0.4 percent of the cap well and maybe trey brown is the guy that pushes him right because i think he's he's he'll right. be in a better position to compete for that spot next year uh heading into uh heading into camp and everything um because right now you know patella tendon we've talked about this on, on the last few of these uh roundups that we've done uh just about brown's situation that you know it's it's a difficult injury to come from a lot of guys are just not the same player when they come back from it so you want to take time with that but i think yeah that sets up an interesting uh battle there between the uh, between brown and, and jackson and maybe you know they throw someone else into that competition as well yeah, and I'm I'm very interested to see how soon they make that competition happen because mm-hmm. I expect Brown, you know, they'll work him in on special teams first. Carol mentioned on Monday how the trainers are sort of managing his reps. He'd practiced with the team last week, but at full speed, but a limited amount of reps, probably a very small amount, and they'll slowly increase that load and see if he can handle it, and then he'll be thrown in. So probably not this week, but next week we might see him on special teams. Hopefully everything goes well there, which is super exciting. And then, like you say, it's obvious that, you know, he'll, you know, next season, right, he'd be competing with Jackson if Jackson does resign the Seahawks, which why wouldn't you, right? Um, yeah. They gave you the op. It's the first place you've landed and, and, and worked things out. But do we see the competition sooner? So something to keep track of, something that is n- n- undoubtedly good, but another explanation for why Jones was released. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to see if there's maybe a situation where he's, oh, he's an RFA. So yeah, he's like all but locked in to come back. 
there you go. Yeah. 